Hello and welcome to the JP Experience, a podcast for the people. Once again, we've had an eventful couple of weeks. It's been a lot of craziness going on in the world. It's been a lot of insanity going on in America. It's been a lot of foolishness going on in Atlanta. (laughs) The Falcons blew another fourth quarter lead. They lost another game on Monday night and are now 0-4 and and perhaps the worst NFL team right now. Definitely the laughing stock of the NFL. And guess what? As of Wednesday, the coach still hadn't been fired. I'm almost convinced that they got pictures of Arthur Blank shopping at Lowe's after midnight because the coach should have been gone two games ago. But guess what? I don't feel sorry for him because you all wasn't going to have any good luck after you done took the land and the church from the Saints. Now, can't do that. Arthur Blank, you might well go ahead and turn the stadium into a hookah lounge and get your money back. And I heard that they were talking about bringing Doc Rivers in the coach, but I'm so glad that he stuck with basketball and got a job in Philly. Wishing you the best, Doc, ball out of Philly. Listen, I'm glad that college football is back, back. My Gators look pretty impressive. We look like we're going to handle UGA this year. Look like we're going to win the SEC. We look real good. I know our defense needs a little work, but I believe we're going to be all right. But once again, the SEC showed everybody that we are still the conference to beat in college football. And speaking of college football, 45 (laughs) says that he saved the Big Ten Conference and made the people in Ohio very happy. Yeah, okay. And speaking about 45, he's had a not-so-good week. It's been in the media the whole week. And just when you thought you were having a bad week, let's see, Monday, this tax report came out saying he only paid $750 in taxes over the last 15 years. Tuesday, you made America look bad on the national stage. And then by Friday, you were in the hospital with that Coco Patrice Corona. <laughs> and not to mention, while you was in the hospital, Facebook was tripping the whole day. The only thing we saw was ass promoting ginger, what foods not to eat after 30, and how to love somebody with anxiety, which, you know, was important stuff, but I didn't want to see that the whole day. But back to 45. Did you all see that fiasco last Tuesday? I'm still speechless about what happened. Like, I'm still, like, can't believe that that happened. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, the, uh, Vice presidential debate comes on tonight. <laughs> Good luck, Mike Pence, because uh, debating my sisters is something you just can't pick up late in life. This is a skill that you had to learn from childhood because Kamala Harris is going to come get some get back for her brother Biden. So I hope you're ready. But back to 45. This dude was straight disrespectful in that debate. And I promise I'm going to talk more about that in the next segment. Because he came out the gate swinging hard. No decorum, rude, just totally disrespectful. Because I'm sorry, you 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 talk about my family, it's on and popping. I'm going to forget about everything. And then three days after that, he winds up in the hospital. Ends up getting released and back to spewing foolishness and that rolling around the White House. When everything kind of make you wonder is if he says this this fake news and that he's not even sick. And what's even sadder about it, he lies so much, and his administration covers up so much, 
that even if he was sick, no one would believe it. And guess what? Unfortunately, some of us who really don't care. And I got to be honest. I, I just got to keep it 100 with y'all. I also was thinking that it was a political ploy, especially after the week that he had. But when I saw him and Walter Reed and saw the video of him in the hospital, I was like, oh, man, this joker might be sick for real. And, and, let, and let me go ahead and put this disclaimer out. Um, I'm not wishing anything bad on anybody. But what I am saying is we have to be careful with the seeds that we sow. So pray for them or not. Guess what? That's between you and God. All I'm saying is you can't continue to promote racism, treat people the way you want to spew hate, create division, and there not be any consequences. And what's even really more sad about the whole issue is how he managed to politicize the coronavirus. He refused to comply with the CDC guidelines, hanging out all in these streets, not wearing a mask and not taking the virus serious. Mind you, a virus that has killed over 210,000 Americans. And then one of the first things he says when he's released from the hospital is, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Man, how about you tell that to the 210,000 families that have lost their loved ones because of this dreaded virus? It's a sad day in America when we place focus on economics, politics, instead of humanity. But once again, this is America. And I'll talk about this on our first topic after a word from our sponsors. The I Thrive Forever movement is designed to help people from all walks of life find the courage to meet the challenge that life presents head on and fight. Work hard toward our goals and never give up until we conquer them. When we do this, we all can and will thrive forever. IThriveForever.com, a clothing brand that's also a movement. Hello and welcome back. Let's hop into our first topic, This is America. Y'all know I try real hard not to curse on here, but in the words of Dana Bash from CNN, did you all see that shit show last Tuesday night? If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the presidential debate between 45 and Joe Biden. Listen, I'm still in awe on how things went down. And I'm going to be honest, 45 made America look terrible. I knew he was going to come out on a thousand, but I wasn't expecting that. But then again, those type antics are popular with his support people and they love it. People were saying that uh, Joe Biden won the debate, but I had to be honest. Uh, 45 swayed a lot of undecided voters because of his antics and people are really, really starting to get sick and tired of him and his foolishness. Like, dude, you came out and disrespected the Biden family and was talking about his son and his drug usage and talked about the service in the military when you hadn't even served one day in the military. Like, dude, no chill. Then Chris Wallace had absolutely no control over the debate. Chris Wallace reminded me of that substitute teacher that no one respected. And when you see him in class, you know class is going to be lit. You're passing notes and playing pencil pop all day long. And what's sad, Russia and China and other countries are looking at us and saying, this is America. And we become the laughing stock of the free world. 
But for me, what stuck out the most, 45 didn't denounce white supremacy. 45 disgraced the Biden family. 45 continuously interrupted Biden and Wallace. 45 started out being totally, totally disrespectful. Biden showed some restraint because once again, like I said earlier, you say something about my family members, it's going to be on and popping. Biden did show some resilience when he was asked the tough questions about law and order. Biden also answered some tough questions. But once again, the thing that stuck out to me the most, the commander in chief, the occupant of the White House, failed to denounce white supremacy, which in all essence, I knew that he never would because that group of people are needed for him so they can carry out the hate and continue to create division among Americans. And since we're being honest, this type of foolishness actually helped him get elected. And guess what? Us not going out to go vote. And from what I'm hearing now, that he'd have ended negotiations for a new possible Corona stimulus package until after the election. Like really dude, like people are out here trying to survive and trying to make it. And you're doing this. Like this is the type of foolishness that makes me wonder how in the world did this cat even become president? But once again, as I said, guess what? We had a part to play in it because we didn't get our tails out and go vote. A million registered black voters didn't go vote in 2016, and it's sad. But I'll talk more about that in our next segment. But how in the world are you going to bribe people for votes? But once again, this is America. But I think what really, really got underneath my skin and got on my nerves is when that joker left the hospital for a parade to meet with his supporters. I don't care if he was in a secure vehicle. I don't care. You still put innocent people's lives in danger and for nothing more for your own grandstanding in narcissistic ways, which once again, makes me wonder if you even had COVID in the first place, or you really just don't give a damn about anyone but yourself. But once again, this is America. Stay tuned because I know we're going to have another October surprise before the end of the month. But before then, we're going to take another pause for the cause and we'll be right back with our next segment, Vote or Die 2020. Wanted to take a few minutes to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to create a podcast. And for neophytes like myself, let me explain why. It's free. Yes, free. And there are tons of creative tools available to help you edit and record your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can also make money with no minimum listenership. Essentially, everything you need to create your podcast is available to you in one place. And that's Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. Vote or die. 
I'm sure all of my hip-hop heads are familiar with the 2004 anthem Vote or Die that was started by my boy Diddy. And during this time, Diddy was the voice of the culture, and he was trying to get people to exercise their rights to vote. He stated that he wanted to make voting hot and sexy, but more importantly, be the change. And as a result, started the Vote or Die campaign. And y'all, they came strong and hard. T-shirts, posters, banners were being seen everywhere. There was a serious voter registration push in major cities and college campuses everywhere. We were featured on major TV outlets such as BET, VH1, and MTV. And we got the push that we needed, and we were able to elect our first African-American president, Mr. Barack Hussein Obama, in 2008. And guess what? We did it again in 2012. But what happened in 2016? We left over a million votes out there, and as a result, we've been stuck with this kindergarten in the office for the last three and a half years. And guess what? If we aren't careful, he could get back in there for another four years. And can you imagine having to deal with that first grader for another four years? You talk about a hot mess. So my question is, when did we stop voting and why do we stop voting? People gave their lives so we could vote, and not voting is a slap in our ancestors' face. And I don't want to hear anything about black lives mattering, especially if you don't vote, because if you don't vote, black lives doesn't matter to you. So what I've decided to do is clear the air and give a few reasons why I feel that it's important that we vote or die. Number one, as I said earlier, our ancestors and earlier generations fought and died for this right. It took the eventual passage of three constitutional amendments, the 14th, the 15th, and the 24th Amendment, before African Americans could freely vote in the United States. And guess what? Even to this day, we still fight discriminatory practices and voter registrations that try to hinder our civic right. As a matter of fact, in 2011, a record number of voting restrictions disproportionately affected African Americans were introduced in the state legislature nationwide, including photo ID requirements, cuts to early voting, and restrictions to voter registration. If our votes didn't matter so much, they wouldn't be so hell-bent trying to stop us from voting. Which brings me to my second point. Black votes are important. From 1936 to 1960, the Joint Center for Political and Economic Studies found blacks voted Democrat between 60 and 80 percent. The Democratic Party has received no less than 82 percent of the black votes. As a matter of fact, in 2012, 76 percent of blacks called themselves Democrats, 16 percent Republican and 8 percent other or independent. And I know y'all are probably wondering but I'm going to throw this fun fact out there. Obama got over 90% of the black votes in his re-election bid. So it was seen that one political party almost expects blacks to automatically vote for them, while the other party virtually has given up on seeking black votes. However, this is just my opinion. I think both parties need to do a better job to earn our votes. That's right. I said earn our votes. But I also know that there's a lot of people that are discontent with the Republicans and the Democrats. And I think that one thing that we've done wrong 
is that we've given our votes to people who don't respect or love us and don't give a damn about us. We must make either party earn our vote. We have to. Either way, the black vote holds a lot of power. Number three, Ferguson. The police shootings in Ferguson and strained police community relations in Minneapolis have been a top election issue for blacks. If any progress bringing more police accountability are to happen, black voters must use their vote to elect officials who will act. We need to start asking some of the candidates key questions about issues that impact our community. For example, what are you going to do to address the police misconduct and brutality in the Twin Cities? But not only in the Twin Cities, what about the other cities that are predominantly black? What are you doing about the community as a whole? These are the type of questions that we need to be asking the candidates instead of offering our votes without demanding anything in return. Number four, we have everything to gain but so much to lose. Some fear that depending on this election's final results and disparities in the black community, such as unemployment, housing, education, and health could worsen. We should vote because we are the ones who are at the bottom of the poll economically at every level you can think of. According to a study that was done in 2011, Economic Policy Institute study, Minnesota has the highest unemployment disparities between whites and blacks in the nation. Unemployment for white workers is about 7%, while for blacks is 20%. African Americans are also more likely to die from prostate cancer and breast cancer than our white counterparts, according to a, a research that was done in 2010. If black voters don't express their needs to have elected officials to see and have their best interests at heart, guess what? They probably won't be addressed. Our vote is important because it will determine a lot of issues that will affect the African-American community. And lastly, fighting against an embedded apathy. Unfortunately, there are some blacks who subscribe to, we don't feel our vote counts and we don't play a part in any of the election. And it's sad to say that some people were raised to believe that voting wasn't important. How is it not important when people die for our right to vote, as I said earlier? And as a matter of fact, as I also said earlier, if our vote didn't matter, why are they trying so hard to suppress it? But going with that narrative that black votes don't matter only perpetuates the issue. And some black voters know that. And in order to change that, we must simply have to do one thing, and that's vote. Voting is the one thing you can do to show your power, and we as African Americans need to vote and show that our vote is just as important. We're tired of people coming to our churches, knocking on our doors, handing out campaign literature that doesn't benefit the African American community. We need to show these people that we take our votes very seriously by showing up and also holding our elected officials accountable. So family, please, please let's do better and do our part in November and also in our midterm and local elections and best select the people that represent you and your community.
Come on, y'all. We got to do better. Let's take a quick pause for the cause and we'll be back on the JP Experience, a podcast for the people. Hello and welcome back. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in and thank you so much once again for your continued support. Listen, you all never cease to amaze me and I truly appreciate y'all. I also appreciate y'all for putting up with me and my foolishness, putting up with me and my thoughts, putting up with me and my crazy attitude and just the whole JP experience. Because at the end of the day, I want to be able to say that I empowered, educated, enlightened, and entertain my people. And that we have fun in the process doing it. And guess what? None of this would be possible without you all. So thank you so much for your continued support. I truly appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. But before we go, I have to drop this JP's GM on you. The NBA Finals are going on right now. And hopefully LeBron go ahead and take care of business and he wins the championship tonight. I've had an opportunity to watch a lot of football games this season, and I had to remind myself that games are won in the fourth quarter. We are currently in the fourth quarter of this year in our lives, and I want to remind someone that champions are made in the fourth quarter. Destinies are determined in the fourth quarter, and someone listening to this right now is about to win. You're in the fourth quarter, and it's going to make your entire year. I don't care what the score is. I don't care what the report says. I don't care what people say. You will win. This isn't the time to get tired and complacent and throw in the towel. I need you to pick that towel back up. I need you to wipe your face off and continue to press. Because what separates Hall of Famers from pretenders is what we do in the fourth quarter. Finish strong. And continue to keep God first. And I promise you, you will win in this fourth quarter in the game of life. Once again, I appreciate y'all rocking with your boy. Stay tuned for episode five coming in a couple of weeks. Make sure you share, follow, and like the pages on Facebook, the JP Experience, and on IG, the JP Experience Podcast. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast at Anchor FM. Once again, thank you so much for your support. With the JP Experience, podcast for the people.